0: Hello and welcome to the Intentional Leaders podcast. We're on episode 82. Well, what did you expect? Welcome to Intentional Leaders. This podcast is not just for leaders, rather for anyone who wants to make an impact on the world, professionally or personally. My passion and purpose is to provide tips, tools, and resources that I've learned throughout my career, working with large and small organizations, profit and non, and also as an entrepreneur. I've had the joy to teach thousands of individuals who, like you, are trying to navigate this crazy and complex world. So here's to doing that successfully and intentionally. Way back in episode 26, and I just figured that out, that was 56 episodes ago, is that right? I'm, math, not my thing, but I did an episode about manuals. And if you have not listened to that, I would consider going back and listening to that episode before you listen to this one. Manuals are the things that we expect others to do and say the way we think they should behave according to us. That's our manual. The large volume or volume set we have in our brains is about how we want others to live according to our rules, our manual. So I'm going to build on this concept of the manual today, because when I talked about it in the first episode, those many episodes ago, it was about the fact that when we go around applying our manual to others in our lives, we are setting ourselves up for disappointment because we can't control other people. And when we expect them to behave in the way that we want them to behave, that's going to be very disappointing. And you could think about people in your life like that, right? Maybe your boss, maybe your peers, maybe your family. I don't know. (laughs) But with that said, we expect people to behave in a certain way and there's only a couple exceptions to the rule and one of them is of course with our kids if you still have kids at home of course you need to have the manual because you need to know what are the rules and they need to know what are the rules in terms of what's acceptable or not in your household. The other exception to this rule is at work and I mentioned this in the previous podcast that we as managers are responsible for setting expectations and goals for people and holding them accountable. So in that way, there is a manual that we would apply to our employees. With that said, we cannot make them do those things. We can hold them accountable to do those things. Those choices are still their own. And at work or at home, sometimes those choices have consequences. In this episode, I am going to approach manuals from the perspective of the manager, because that perspective is important, and you probably have many shoulds for those around you, and the shoulds of your direct reports do matter, because they're essentially the expectations you have, or the goals that you have, and those matter. It is so interesting, because in leadership class, I and I may have referenced this before, I get a little lost in the stories that I tell. I do give participants a magic wand in my leadership classes. And I tell them that they're going to be able to use this magic wand and that tomorrow their employees will be magically doing something different and in alignment with what they want more of or less of. And I tell them to write down those things. If you are not multitasking and you literally have a writing utensil close by, do that. Write down what are a couple things that you really want more of from your team and what are things that you want less of? You know what? I think most of the time, this is a fairly easy task. These are the things that I generally hear. I want more proactivity. I want more problem solving, strategic thinking, creative and innovative thinking, initiative, collaboration, teamwork. And then the things that I hear people don't want are things like siloed thinking, waiting to be told, coming with problems and no solutions. Well, you get the idea. And last week, I had a class that had an outstanding list. They were very specific and very detailed behaviors, and not just tactical, small behaviors like quit whining and complaining, but some of those more strategic and I think more complicated competencies that people wanted. And I was listening to the group and thinking, oh, wow, wouldn't that be amazing? Because the reality is, yes, it would. And yes, it can be accomplished without a magic wand needed because all of those expectations can become a reality by using our words, meaning get all those thoughts and expectations out of our heads and into the heads of those around us. Because each of those expectations, each of those things on the list presumably has an impact on the quality or the results that your team is producing. So it's not about Judgments that are typically associated with the manual for how we want other people to behave. This is about affecting the results. And we don't need a magic wand to accomplish this because most times I will ask managers, Do your employees know that you want those things? Would they be able to reproduce that list today? If I were to ask them, What does your manager want more of or less of? And if your employees don't know, what's on your list, then we need to start talking about it. So why are we not telling people what we expect? Why are those things in our head? And those are the things we passionately want. Why aren't we saying them? Well, I think there's a few reasons for why we don't do that. One is I think we feel like we shouldn't have to right? Shouldn't they just know (laughs) that I want collaboration or initiative or proactivity? Don't they know that? Shouldn't they know that? And I think that's a big fat no, (laughs) because if they knew it, they would probably be doing it. But I think that is sometimes our mindset as leaders. And then secondly, I think sometimes it's because we've already told them, if I've talked a lot about teamwork, and then I think, well, do I have to say that again? Again, my answer is Yes, absolutely. If people are not doing something we want, might we have to tell them again and reinforce the importance of that and give them some feedback and hold them accountable? 100%. Yes. I think a third one that is super interesting, I love this one, is that a lot of people that I know say, I'm a good role model for it. I'm being a role model and my employees should be paying attention to what I do. Oh my goodness, I wish that I could eliminate the words role model in some ways from our vocabulary because you know what? When I think I'm being a role model for something, it doesn't mean that other people know that or am I being a role model for the right things? If I am a role model for teamwork and I ever act in ways that are eroding teamwork or that are self-serving, people are going to see those disconnects as well. I just think we need to be more deliberate about what we tell people and not just think they should be noticing it and that we're a role model for it. And then I think the last reason, the fourth reason why we don't tell people what we want is because we don't want to be a micromanager. And we feel like, oh my goodness, if I have to tell them and then tell them again, aren't I micromanaging them? Isn't that annoying? And my answer to that would be, uh, no. Micromanager means I'm hovering around you without the trust in you doing something, which to me is very different from telling someone what I want and need and helping them to understand the benefits and the consequences of those behaviors. That's not a micromanager. That is being clear and considerate as a manager. So here's an example. Let's say on my more of list, I want collaboration. I don't just say to my team, yo, team, I want more collaboration. I need more collaboration. And then expect them to go out and do it, especially with something that is so challenging as a competency area. I don't even know if they have the same definition of collaboration as I would have. So let's say rather than just telling people I want collaboration, think about having a meeting about collaboration where you talk about the importance of it. You ask your team what it means to them and why it's important to your business or to your unit and even solicit examples of when people have seen it. What did it look like? What were the challenges and how could we do more of it? Think about the impact of a 10 to 20 minute discussion on the importance of collaboration with a list of how the team is going to be more collaborative That is clarity. That is clarifying what you expect and helping people to understand it. And then rather than having the experience of people not collaborating and being frustrated by it, like, why the heck aren't they doing this? You are actually setting people up to be successful and what you do expect. This goes beyond merely stating the expectations. It gets to the heart of why I want it, what it means, and how to get more of it. But sometimes what I hear and see is managers wishing and hoping for behavior change or telling people and getting frustrated that it's not happening. And sometimes it's because those behaviors that we want more of require development and coaching and we have to create the environment that supports those behaviors If I want more strategic thinking or creative thinking or innovative thinking, well, I better foster it and I better be clear on what it is I want and what it is I expect. So now I know what's running through your head because you're probably thinking, I don't have time for this, Cindy. (laughs) Who has the time for a discussion like this? And also, maybe your staff won't even participate. And then you're thinking, what if they don't talk? What if they don't have any ideas? Well, they may not and they may not initially. But when I think about the power of clarifying your expectations and being so intentional about it. What is the opposite of that? The opposite of that is hoping and wishing and not setting up your employees to have the knowledge, the insight, the tools, and the reasons why they should change and do those things. So if you want and expect proactivity and initiative and you want to break down siloed thinking, tell people how to do it. Have a discussion about the value and the importance of those expectations because I know that there are things in your head that you probably have not shared with your team. Get it out of your brain. Get it into theirs. So here are the seeds that I would plant for you around this area. The manual is our list of shoulds for other people, how they should behave according to us. And this does not serve us well when it's about our boss or our peers or our family members or our friends, because they get to do whatever they want to live their lives according to their own manual. The exception here is maybe young children living at home, and I'm not going to go down that bunny path where boundaries are important and expectations are important, but the other exception is our employees because our job is to influence their actions towards a compelling end result and creating commitment and engagement towards those goals is our job. You know what is in your head, what you want more of or less of. What I would encourage you to do is write it down and then prioritize it. Because I could come up with probably 10 or 20 things, (laughs) but you know, that's not realistic. Decide what behavior, if it was really done more of tomorrow, what would have the biggest impact on the results? What would add the most value? And then concentrate on that one area. Discuss it with either an individual or your whole team. Because this isn't just about stating your expectations. It's about having a dialogue. It's discussing it. The value of the change, the benefits, the consequence, and you create the engagement and buy-in and also the clarity and understanding through that dialogue. And then reinforce it, communicate it again, highlight the behavior when you see it, talk about missed opportunities, find the challenges to whatever it is that you want, and eliminate those. When you have expectations in your head that are not said out loud, you can look around you and think, hey, what did I expect to happen? You have the magic wand in your hand right now, and when you use the power of what is in your head and communicate it to your team, you are going to see magical things happen on your team with no Harry Potter required. Ever wonder about an attorney's mindset? Maybe you want to understand their point of view around their leadership practices. Tune in next week because I'm going to have one of my lessons learned interviews, and it's going to be a great one.